And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, it is time for another weighing in podcast where we're going to talk about the UFC fight night with Corey Sandhagen taking on Marlon Chito Vera. Just ended. Going to talk about that fight with Holly Holmes. Was there any fights on there that we thought were really something special and good? All kinds of things that we got to go, go and talk about. My man, Josh Thompson, is sitting there with his American Jiu-Jitsu shirt on, ready to throw the triangle on this entire <laughs> night. Go ahead, baby. Yeah, I'm ready to choke it out. It's a little frustrating to watch. <laughs> what are you going to choke? <laughs> the fucking judges. <laughs> Who almost gave me a heart attack in, the, in that, main, that main event. Um, before we even get started on this card, guys, go to WayneInMerch.com and pick up some of our sweatshirts and our hoodies and everything else that's available there, hats, t-shirts, everything that is available. We want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. Also, go to OnlyFans.com slash WayneIn. Subscribe to our channel there. We did a live uh, podcast on there just recently. Yeah. Did fantastic. We, got, took, we, only, we are only taking our fan questions from our OnlyFans channel, and it is free. We're not charging, guys. Just head on over there. Onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. All right, let's get rolling into this show, man. Like, let's get rolling into the fights. Let's get rolling into let's this. I mean, go. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely upfront to start off this whole thing. I expected a lot more, John. I did. I expected a lot yeah. more. I think this was a card that they didn't look like it had a lot of like good fights below it. So I expected the main event to really deliver. And and I gotta I gotta Tip my hat, man, to Corey Sanhagen. The guy is frustrating for a lot of people to fight. Ooh, totally. he, is, he is so damn good on the feet. His footwork, his uh, lateral movement, his switching of stances. Yep. And I believe it was Paul who said this. Paul Felder. Is that every... No, it was Dean Thomas. Sorry, sorry. Got to give props to my boy Dean, man. Dean, great great work tonight on the, on the main event. The way, when he switches stances... Most fighters, when they switch, they're good from one side. Corey's good from both sides. And not only is he good from both sides, he throws off of both sides as he switches, which is not like guys can switch and they do that well, but they don't like they have like for me when I would switch, I had a set combination. I had a couple set combinations that I threw from that position. And then I went back to my my normal stance. Like, you know, you know, you know how long you can hang out there before it starts to get risky. That's not uh, Corey, time man. to switch back. No, yeah, and that's not Corey. But he's also he also has <clears throat> basic setups that he uses from both sides. And you can see the difference when he's in his southpaw position, what he likes to do, when he's in his orthodox stance, what he likes to do. He throws the uppercut from the orthodox stance a lot. He throws that straight left down the pipe when he's in the southpaw. He just mm-hmm. does different things. Mm-hmm. But he's effective with all of it, man. I mean, he's really, really... <sighs> Technically, and we talked about this though. Technically, he's so good in the stand-up, oh. and it's a matter of when he mixes things up. And I thought he, the, the big difference in this fight was he mixed things up. Josh, he was an MMA fighter fighting a guy in Chito Vera who I love. I think he's fantastic. I still think he's fantastic, but he was looking for a knockout. He was looking mm-hmm. for a big moment. He was looking for that one shot, and you cannot look for that one shot against a guy like Corey Sanhagen because that one opportunity it may present itself somewhere along the line but you got to catch it and you got to be able to respond on it and land that thing and it's 
the fight's going to get away from you. And it got away from him. Yeah, he found that he found himself in a very similar situation with the Rob Fom fight. He was losing every minute of that round of every round, except for the last he minute or a minute 30. And then he hurt him and then rocked him and was able to finish every single round yeah. beautifully in this situation. Corey Sanhagen, his, his technique and his defensive technique, I can say, is spectacular. And the way he moves, the way he keeps his offense going just enough to make you a defensive fighter is so impressive. Yep. I mean, John, the things that he did, he never really kept himself out of position for too long when he did get out of position. Uh, I loved how he was threatening the takedowns. But I really think that the, the, the difference in this fight was right off the bat, he set precedent with the takedowns. Oh yeah! And right when he set Preston with the takedowns, and then Chito just let ah, oh, it's just one round. Oh shit! Now it's just two rounds. It's two rounds. Like it got away from, like you said, then it got away from. I him. would like to say but, it was three rounds, then four rounds, but I have a judge that said that geez. Marlon Vera won the fight because Texas has had just a hell of a weekend. They're Man, just fucking on fire. Yeah. Jesus. Well, John, I got to tell you, man, when I moved there, I'm looking forward to joining that commission and taking it over because it's horrible. good. You do that, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to see you do it. Oh, man. Oh, it's just Josh, bad. Man. Come on. Was, How that, the, that was horrible. There's there's no. And look, I love Chito Vera as a fighter. You know, he is fun to watch. He's never gets mm. tired. Normally, he's got a very high output after like the first round because first round he does take a while to get going, but he's kind of like, you know, getting his his his, you know, reads on things. But. There's no way he won three rounds of his fight. I'm sorry. No. I could give him one. <clears throat> yeah. I could give I him one. I could have maybe gave him the third. I could have maybe gave him the third. I could give him one. Yeah. But it's like, um, <clears throat> no way. But where I find where I find that I felt like he had a hard time with it was after the takedown in the first, and then the second when he was able to get back to his feet after being taken down, he, I could see that there was a lot of flinching and like kind of wincing a little bit every time Corey would move. So he was having a hard time with Corey's speed also. Yeah. And then he was getting hit and from the, the range that he, yeah, and the length. So you put that speed where Corey was the faster fighter and you add the reach advantage. It was a problem for him. And he just couldn't make the adjustments in terms of pulling the trigger. <clears throat> and by the time he did, it was the last 10 seconds of the fight. I mean, he should have fought the, the a lot of the fight the way he did the last 10, 15 seconds of that fight because I think he would have had a lot more success. He would have been able to create those positions. Corey is a technician. The best way to beat those kind of guys is make it a dog fight. Yep. If you don't make it a dog make fight. Make it ugly. And, and look, you're, yeah, you're really playing with fire when you do that. But sure there, you are. It's so hard to It's so hard to get around him any other way. I mean, he's good at takedown defense. He's not bad off of his back. He's good from the top. He's got decent takedowns. You know, um, he's re his reach and his range and getting to the single leg, that snatch single he was hitting into the double and getting to the body lock was beautifully done. I mean, he's he does everything right. He's he's a very, um, he's tactical. He's a very tactical fighter. He's not someone that wants to go in there <clears throat> and exchange blow for blow. He's not that kind of fighter. And Cheeto no. kind of is. And so Chito needed to get past that original line of defense and and not not let the fight get away from him the way he did and he didn't do it until late in the fight and he just got away and he just and the whole time you can hear uh, Perillo going, yeah, Jason. are you here, buddy? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. are you okay? It's like he asked him, are you okay? It's like, what? What are you? Why are you not doing anything? And they have this conversation with him all the time. As Bisbee was saying, we always have this conversation with him. 
But you only usually pulls it out after the first round. You go, okay, look, I got it. I got to get back into it. And he gets in there and he lets it go. Well, that this fight's just, I think a lot of it had to do with Corey. Corey's ability to make him move, to fluster him, to the speed was a, the, to his advantage. The reach was to his advantage. Uh, just being slick, switching, switching stances and then throwing off the, those stance, throwing off the switch. And then creating more movement off of that and then making him guess. Like it, every time that Cheetah wanted to sit down on his, his, uh, feet and like bear down and throw, it was gone. He, there yep. he goes. Where'd he go? Or when he, he did, when he did, he actually got himself so far out of position. Corey's just way out and here's yeah. Cheeto looking at a fence and Corey's all the way off to his right or left. And it, look, this is what happens. And it, and it is, it is that if you fight Corey's fight, you're gonna walk away with an L usually. <clears throat> He's that technician, yeah. so you've got to you've got to create those scenarios where he can't be the technician. He has to be the gritty, dirty fighter. You know, trying to you know best what you're doing. You're gonna have a better chance of beating him doing that than you are being in that tactical battle because in that tactical battle, he's he's got good wrestling. He's got a good top game. He's got good submissions off his back, so he creates at least enough problems where it's tough to be offensive against him. And in the stand-up, Josh, let's be honest. How many guys in the stand-up at the 135-pound class are better than him? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is. I'm telling you. <clears throat> I don't think there is right now. You can look at you know, Sean O'Malley would be one that would match up well. I'd like to yeah. see that. I think that'd be a great fight stand-up-wise. I think they're going to match up well. But Marlon Vera would have been the other one that I would have said, and that was clear who was the better technician and stand-up fighter. Mm -hmm. And you can go down the list. I think Rob Font is is really good, but he's not as good as Corey Sanhagen. That, obviously, no. no one else in that. The only guy that I could put and say, I'd like to see his style against Corey would be Umar Nurmagomedov. You know, I'm going to actually go up to – I'm going to say Jonathan Martinez – He's pretty good. I'd like to see him match up. I know he's got a long way to go. Well, he go, is. He's, he's, he's got, all the way down at 14. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm not just saying. I mean, he's got to mature also, too, a lot more in his fighting sure. abilities. I'm not going to throw him. But it's stylistically, in terms of the stand-up, he's, he's got powerful kicks. He's got he's very good defensively. He's a really good fighter. Uh, I know he's he's young. He's got a long ways to go. But um, I think in the future, I could see that fight potentially coming to fruition maybe later on down the line. But I look at this good. weight class, though, John. But what I saw tonight, neither one of those guys has beaten Rob or or Sterling. Uh, when right it now. comes to the the style of which the Marab and Sterling, what they do, the wrestling, the submissions, the you know, I don't, I don't think either one of those guys. I don't think I don't think Chito beats uh, Marab or Sterling, and I think Corey doesn't beat him either. I I look at the weight class. I mean, the, right now, like I I don't even know. Sean O'Malley makes it very interesting, only because <clears throat> there's a lot bigger of a threat off of his back, you know, uh, to fight those guys. But even him, I think he's, I don't think he's quite right there yet. You know, I I looked at I know the win over Peter Yan, but I think everyone kind of agrees that he should that Sean should have won that fight. It's very close. And as much, yeah, it was a very close fight. It wasn't a robbery, but it was a very close fight. But I didn't think that. I thought I thought Peter should have won that fight. Yeah. Um, you know, you work your way on down that whole thing. Umar does have a he does have a good chance, but I like I said, even him, I'd like to see him get a get a good fight in there somewhere. Maybe him and a Rob Font, him and a 
I mean, who knows? Like you Pedro may see Munoz. him. You may end up seeing him and Marlon, right? You know, maybe next. Possible. I mean, if you look at Cheeto, you look at Marlon Vera. If you look at Marlon Vera, you look at Cheeto, and you maybe Umar because you don't. No, like it's not like Cheeto took a lot of damage tonight. A little tiny cut under his left eye or whatever, right yeah. eye. I mean, like, and he's somebody that likes to stay busy and active. And like he said, he's like, "Why am I going to wait around and see how it pans out for me to get a title shot? Why? You know." So um, he's not going to get a title shot now after the loss, but. He wants. He'll probably want to get back in there and try to erase that memory yeah, of this loss right, cut, as soon as he possible. Come back right away. You take a look. You know, yeah. Corey Sanhagen two fights ago was on a two fight losing streak. Now he's on yeah. a two fight winning streak. Yeah. You know, it just depends upon the you know the level of competition that you're fighting. You know, Corey mm-hmm. lost to TJ, and then he lost the interim uh, title to, with uh, Peter, Peter Yarn. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. I think that. Corey Sanhagen can cause problems for both Marab and for Aljamain. Now, mm. Aljamain had a great fight against him, got him out in the first round, can take nothing away from him. No. But I don't think it would be the same fight. I think no. it would be you know, more competitive and a tougher fight for Aljamain than what he had the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't do the MMA math because no. we look at, uh, what's work. his name, uh, Marlon Marais, right? He finished Sterling in, in the first round also, too, with the head kick, yeah. right? The knee right. in the head, I think it was. A, I don't know if it was the first round. I can't remember what it was, but. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna be. I'm I'm interested to see how this whole thing shakes out because you know you even though Peter Yan's coming off the the losses, he's still really good, man. Oh yeah, he's, he's really got to get good. his confidence back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. You know, I wonder. I wonder who they're gonna really match him up against next. Maybe him and Chito. Possibly well, you know, both of them both coming, coming off loss. loss. That's yeah. UFC's been notorious for for yeah. putting two fighters that are in the top ranked against each other, so at least one of them gets a win. That's, right. That's smart. That's a smart it play, smart. man. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's uh, look. This card. It wasn't a lot of excitement going on for this card, so we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can to talk about the fights that really intrigued us. And I'm gonna be honest. There was really only two that really gave me got me all <laughs> got me all wet inside, and the rest kind of didn't do shit. But uh, I'm gonna let John go ahead and and talk. What do you think of uh, well, Holly thought, and uh, Santos? Look, Holly, Holly Holm and Yana uh, Santos. Now, it was what I thought it was gonna be. It did not end up on the feet. I, both of them started off, you know, boxing, kickboxing, and both of them have turned more into grappling. They both, you know, get into uh, getting into the clinch, using knees and things like that. Holly was just just a little bit too strong overall i think yana's strong i think holly was just a little bit too much she was heavy on top she did a good job from the top position hey she's turned into a a pretty goddamn good grappler and you know people are like surprised that she's using that style and it's like what are you surprised she's not being damaged yeah she was getting knocked out if you recall she got head kicked by amanda nunez she was having those fights where she was getting taking a lot of damage when she's becoming a grappler here and using that, she's not being damaged. That's called being smart. And that at 41 years of age, you've got to have those fights that, you know what, you're coming out with not a whole lot of damage done to you throughout three rounds of fighting. That's a good, that's a good night's work. Yeah. You've seen like, there's been fighters in the past that have just realized that, Oh wait, I can wrestle and it's, and I don't get hit as much. Okay. You know, which is funny because you normally take wrestlers and they fall in love with their power on the feet yep. and all of a sudden they want to stand and bang, you know, and uh, it's funny they go the opposite way. 
But mm-hmm. if you were, if you, if most of you guys may recall, but if you look at Holly Holmes' uh, fight against Chris Cyborg, I mean, she had some great work where she was able to control in Chris the against the fence and the clinch. She was able to kind of threaten some takedowns. She was able to keep her pressed against the fence. She did some good work there, and yeah. um, she's not a bad fighter in the clinch. And I think, I think if she, you can tell that she's physically strong. Yeah. Like she has. I mean, like for something. What is she? I think she's forty-one years old. But man, she still looks absolutely amazing. And like you can just tell she's been over her over the years of her fighting. She's always taking care of her body. I mean, I remember cutting weight with her one time here in San Jose. I think it was for the Bobby Green fight. We were in the sauna together and she, she was fucking shredded. And I was like, I, I was like, this is, I didn't want to sit next to her because she was so rich. I was like, this is embarrassing. You got more muscle than me, man. So she is the sweetest person. She, she is, is so sweet, but she is an outstanding fighter. She's a professional through and through. Yep. And, um, you know, like this, this is for somebody who wants to continue to fight. She's made the, she looks like she's making the adjustments to have a longer yep. career and to make more money. Good on her, man. I'm happy yeah, for her. That's it. Wow. Well, I guess she her. signed a, for her. what, a six fight contract at the age of 41. That's insane. That's insane. It is. But <laughs> That's insane. Her. She got the her. win. She deserved the win. That was, that was good. <clears throat> Nate Landwehr against Austin Lingo ended up with a submission, which was kind of you know interesting because they were tra- they were starting to bang it out. Mm-hmm. You gotta like Nate Landwehr he, as far as he's a gamer, man. He's you can. I'm just gonna be honest in the way I look at him. He's not that guy that's gonna be a champion. He's not. No. But he's a fighter, dude, and he he will fight you. Now it's gonna take someone that you know. Physically, you know, there's guys that are faster, stronger, all those things. And when when he's put up against one of those guys, you know, you're going to see it. But yeah. the dude comes to fight. He doesn't back down from anyone. He comes to fight, and he tries. If he, I love the fact he's a finisher because, man, when he knows he hurts you, he goes after you. You know, I like everything that he does. You know, and he gets on the mic, and, he, you know, he tries to become interesting, and, you know, he talks well, so... He's he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't normally think you're going to see him in the third bracket of the main card. Yeah. You know, just before the the coming, he's not that guy. I'm just mm-hmm. being that's just my opinion. I'm not. Yeah. Know, not that he's not a good fighter. I like. I think he's fun to watch. But where do you go with him from this? Because in the featherweight division, where do you go? I don't know. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to speculate where he goes, but like John, as I was watching Lingo and him fight, yeah, I'm like, how is this the fight right before the co-main event? That's, well, that's my point. And there's nothing against either one of them. It's nothing against no, but, either one of them. It's, okay. Let, let, they, let's just be, they, be honest. Answer me this. I'm trying to think of the featherweights mm-hmm. like between 15 and 10. Dan Ige's one. Mm-hmm. Put him against Dan Ige. Okay. Damn, I think Ige wins it. I think, I think he walks wins it. Now, okay, now, and let's take a look at, I think above to above Ige would be Tapuria, right? Somewhere? Yeah. Where's Tapuria at? Uh, hey, he's, he's number nine. 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 Tapuria. You got nine. Yeah. Uh, Sadiq, Bryce Mitchell, um, Evlov, yep. those guys. So you look <laughs> and you go. Murderer's row. Yeah. Well, and he, he asked for the Alex, you know, Caceres <clears> fight because he'd, lo- he'd lost that one. And mm-hmm. so Try to get it back. Okay, that's good. No, I'm okay but when you're that. getting into that, you know the, the 
Edson Barboza. 10, somewhere in there. Oh, my God. Come on. He's not taking it. Like, he, I don't see how he's beating Edson, man. Like, he don't have the wrestling to get Edson down. He doesn't have the speed nope. to get into Edson. He the speed and the stand-up. And Edson's you know, chin's he's not a, the greatest right now, but he also is still, just. He's going to have a hard time so finding it. damn good. You gotta find you gotta find his chin first, yep. you know, and and Edson's gonna make you pay every time you try to reach and get to it. Um, I, I look, I think he's a fun fighter. He reminds me a little bit of a Darren Elkins. Yeah, you know, very much. Somebody so. who is fun good, to watch. Good fight. comparison. Yeah, Someone dude, who's he's fun a dog. to watch fight. Yeah, exactly, he's a dog. dog. Yeah. You need guys like that. Absolutely. Promotions, promotions need guys like that. They need the guys yeah. that will the go out there. Guts guys. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what you, Nate Landwehr is. You need those guys, and like yep. every promotion needs it. And it's 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 uh, he got they got put into that situation where they were right below the co-main event, and you know they did a great job. I think, but I was looking at this the techniques, the speed, the their abilities, and I'm like, okay, they, like they got they got put into this. I believe I believe because Perez and uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, like, let's be honest, the fight that was, should have been really good, yeah. What is it? Yeah. it fell out because of medical reasons and that eight that happens i don't know why i'm not going to sit here and speculate on it perez yeah. had something happen and so that fight didn't happen but that's still i'm i i'm sure the ufc is going to try to put that fight back somewhere <clears throat> along the way mm-hmm. and that's a great fight mm. next fight macy barber taking on andrea lee i'm sorry i did not have macy barber winning that damn thing i didn't either I didn't either. Texas judging, baby. I, I, oh I when when I heard split decision on the main event, oh my I was God. like, "You got to be kidding! You got to be shitting me!" That's exactly I what they're, I. Mean. They're going to rip Corey Sanhagen off right now. Have you lost your mind? I couldn't yeah. believe it. And then when I heard split on this, I was like, "How? I don't even." I was like, "How? How did you like?" And then when she lost, I was like, "Ugh." Okay, Dave, do me a favor while we talk. I want you to go to MMA Decisions, and I want you to look up the guy who gave that fight to uh, um, Marlon Vera. Oh, Marlon Vera. No, Marlon Vera. And let's see, what was that one? Uh, There it is. Joel Ojeda. Find out how many uh, big fights that guy's done. Because um, he like gave he gave two right here. Looks, sorry, this got, is, there's an ad in the way there. Oh, no, 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 no. Looks like it did. You can go oh, go oh, back oh, and look. look. There you go. Got nothing. He's got, there you go. So yeah, he's, 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 he wor- like. he worked. He's worked two UFCs in his career, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. You know, one before, but no, no big fights on that. And, uh, as I don't far know, as decisions, like, right? It would need to be a decision for him to for his his position. You can look up his name in this. Take a look where it says judges up at the top there, and and type yeah, in I'm, his. I'm on name. him right now. I'm on his profile. And that's the only thing that they have. That's let's see uh, all judges. Let's check it out and I'll search his name. But that I clicked okay. on his name, so I assume that yeah um, yeah no. If you clicked on his name, name Joel, that, that should be Ojeda. Joel what? Ojeda. OJ. OJ. Ojeda. <laughs> yeah, this is what I clicked on right here, and it gave yeah, me yeah, that's these 2021, 2022, That's it. Doesn't give you anything more. Okay, <clears throat> kind of says everything I need to know. Four, four. Probably these are only decisions, though, right? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's decisions he's had. 
But when you're looking at, he's got in in the UFC, he's got four decisions. And now, if you t- if you looked up, you know, the other two were uh, was Chris Lee and um, oh hell, I can't remember. Was it Sal? Sal Demato. Sal Demato. So if you look up Sal's name, you're going to see a gazillion of yeah. those because there you go, yeah. He's working all the, way all the time. Like 2007. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Sal. That's his, when you, his, that's his, when you get somebody that gives a 48-47 in that fight mm. to the wrong guy. Yeah. And it's wrong, you know, but that's on oh, sorry. That's on the Texas Athletic Commission. You're the one that put that guy in that seat. And it's one of those, well, I want to give him a chance. Great job. Thank God you had two judges that understood what they were looking at and could actually give a decent score and put Corey Sanhagen where he's supposed to be in the winner's column. Who was the person who gave it to uh, Macy Barber? Uh, I think Dan Margalotta was one of them. Fuck it. Uh, you said Macy Barber, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There's your go back. Right here. Yeah. Okay, right yeah. Mergulata and Colazzo. Yep. Colazzo and Lee was the uh, person that gave it to Lee. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah, Lee gave it to Lee. Lee gave it <laughs> to Lee. That? Lee gave no wonder. There. Little, little name bias, bias there, huh? <laughs> A name um, bias. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what they right. were watching. I didn't see it that no. way, but nope. Macy that fight was a little bit. One. But that fight was, was a little closer. bit closer. Oh, yeah, a lot closer. A lot closer. Than the main event. But still. I know. You take a look at that and you go, 30-27? 30-27 in that fight, Josh? You didn't give Andrea Lee one one round? Wow. Wow. I want to learn from you. Wow. Damn it, Dan. Damn it, Dan, Dan Mergrotta, you fucked it up. No. <laughs> Goddamn referee! See, he needed the speech that I normally give all the refs and the judges before we, the the fight starts that night. Yeah. I say, "Don't fuck it up, you guys." I tell them that every day. Every time. <laughs> I walk through the refs and the and I know. I wonder who. <laughs> uh, all right, next fight. <clears throat> all right, let's get back on this. All right, the next fight <laughs> that we had was Albert Duryev against Chidi and Jakawani. You know. I looked at this and it was Duryev tried to wrestle for a while. He did a nice job. I, th- I you know, Enja Kawani, we've always, we've known for a long time and I've yeah. watched. She is funny because I was listening to Alan Jobain talk about his first loss, which was at Tachi Palace. Mm-hmm. It was his second pro fight because his first pro fight was against um, Tyson Griffin's brother. I did that <laughs> fight. It was like a 15 second fight. And then he fought Chidi Enja Kawani. And I did that. I did that fight, and it it was boy. They were he took some kicks from Enjikawani. Oh my god! Who did? So he was who talking about the, that. What's that? Who took the Who took the kicks? Paul Alan Jobain. Oh, Alan. Jo- oh, they fought. Oh yeah, that was it. Was Alan's <clears throat> second pro fight? Oh jeez. He was one or no. If he had beaten Tyson Griffin's brother, I can't remember mm-hmm. his his brother's name, but uh, so he goes into the second fight it was against uh, Cheedy. Man, he took some kicks in that. <laughs> And it was like, oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> slick. But ah, uh, it was it was split decision. Okay, I'm just gonna go past it because I thought Daniel Pineda, who we've known for a long time, mm-hmm. Daniel fought all over the damn place, going up against a very tough guy in Tucker Lutz, 
And I know that Daniel was the underdog in that, and he put on a great performance. He showed what a veteran fighter can do, how a veteran fighter can frustrate somebody with certain things that they're doing inside, getting in tight, using all the elements of MMA, taking away some of the, uh, you know, strengths of someone. And then, you know, once you land the one shot that makes the guy go, oops, mm-hmm. all of a sudden things change. And that was a, that was a very nicely uh, executed submission by Pineda. He deserved that win. I think he's all of his wins in the UFC are by stoppages. So he's, he's a, uh, He's keeping his uh, place, and that's good, good because he's fun to fight. He's fun to watch fight. He comes <clears throat> to fight. I don't know contests, huh? Jeremy oh, Kennedy. Man. Oh, dude, so, yeah. He's three fought. of three. Three no contests. Yeah. No Jeez. decisions. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> next fight. <coughs> Lucas Alexander against Steven Peterson. I know Steven Peterson. Uh, you know, basically pulled the plug on his career and everything. <clears throat> yeah, just didn't have the speed, didn't have the ability to get towards Lucas Anderson. Anderson just walked away with it. I do think that the Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons fight was a good fight. It was a tough fight. They 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 both came out there and were throwing big shots, landing big shots on each other, and it was a good performance by <clears throat> Trevin Giles. It was a split. I don't think it should. When you got one guy that's looking like someone hit him with a truck and the other guy's a little bit puffed, Mm-hmm. Kind of telling you who won that fight, but uh, CJ Vergara fight of the against night. Daniel. Oh, Jesus, Daniel De Silva. That was you know they're talking. No, it's ten eight round. Yes, that's a ten eight round. The first round. <laughs> Holy shit! You great. know, but get you all right. Look, we 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 put guys down all the time. I guess, and you know, everyone's after the referees. You all need to act, to tell Jason Herzog. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for being an intelligent person inside of the cage. A lot of people can sit there and say, oh, you know, I thought he should have stopped it. Okay. The guy's running because he got hurt. And, you know, when we talk about this, if, if you're the referee, I w- in the back when I'm talking, look, you get hurt, I want to see that, you know what, you know where you're at. So I want to see you move. I want to see you clinch up, grab a hold of him, stop him <clears throat> from being able to hurt you. I want to see you offensively you know what try to gain some distance i don't care how it's done that's showing me that your brain is working it's when you bite down on your mouthpiece set your feet and start swinging back you're gonna start making me think that maybe your brain's not working right now and when you see cj running a lot of people are gonna say he's running it's smart right now (laughs) he got hurt he's got a guy coming after him and You got to look and say, hey, that's a smart defense right at this moment. I'm not going to stop the fight on you. You're trying to get some time, gain some distance, get yourself back. And he did that. And and you got to give it. De Silva was trying to finish the fight. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was all everything he had. I love the way he went after that. But he wasn't able to finish it in that round. Great job by Jason Herzog to let that fight go. It goes to the second round. And this is when you love him because everything just turned, <laughs> you know, and CJ <clears throat> ended up, you know, I thought when De Silva tried for the calf slicer and you, you know what a calf slicer feels like, mm-hmm. so, but when your leg's sideways, it doesn't work the same way. Yeah. You got to have that bone on that muscle. <clears throat> that shin bone's got to be there, Josh. And his leg yeah. was not in that position. And it's like, let go. 
you know, you, you don't take, you don't sit there and let him just start swinging at your head. And he did. And things just went downhill from that point. Cause he was exhausted. <clears throat> yeah. He also wasn't high enough up on the leg. So he had it yes. down by his ankle. <clears throat> Sorry guys. Um, yeah, he didn't have it high enough, like up towards the shin. He had it more down ties towards his you, ankle. You, you need that knee to be separating too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the knee, the shin that goes in between the knee and the the calf and the knee yeah. and the thigh or whatever, you want that to kind of separate the knee as yep. you're pulling him backwards. So it kind of starts to open up as well as it's putting pressure onto the calf. Um, <clears throat> CJ, buddy, you fought your ass off. You survived yeah. the first round. Um. In the second round, you came back and did what he was doing to you just in a different way. But what I got to give a lot of respect to is obviously to Jason Herzog because there was moments in there I'm like, oh, you should probably stop this. But then, like you said, the kid was running. kid kind of was still trying to defend himself. It was just kind of the way that he fell sometimes or when he yeah, tripped over close. himself. I was like, oh, yeah. man, getting close. You're getting real close. Yeah, But then as, as, he start, as the round started kind of coming to a close the last minute, I'm like, oh. This kid's got a little pop back in his step, and the other kid's yeah. tired. And this yeah. is what we were. This is what I was looking at. But then what I got, I got to also say is, CJ, when he got the mic, good on you, young man. He said some great stuff. Yep. He said uh, his his my his speech afterwards was fantastic, positive. I've been down. I've been doing this. My family didn't want me to really like. He said some great stuff. He was about his city, loved San, San Antonio. Like, I'd lo I love when you come back after getting your ass kicked in the first round. You come yes, back and did. dominate the second round, get the finish. Then you get the mic, and you can speak like that. Like, he was he was on fire, and it came yeah, out 10 smoothly. 8, 10, 8, the, 10 8 in the second round and a 10 8 on the mic. Yeah, definitely a 10-8 on, he had a 10-8 on, on the mic for sure. But I got a lot, I got a lot of love for him. The other kid, man, he's good. The Silva's yeah. good. He just like they were saying. He tends to slow down. He tends to wither. He, he his, none of his fights go past the second round. I make mean, makes me wonder if he's cutting too much weight. Is that four losses in a row though? I don't know, but he's good. He's good. He just doesn't. It Sh seems show, like he show might me be cutting Daniel too much Silva's, I think that's his fourth loss. And it may not be <clears throat> yeah. four in a row yep. though. Yep, Jeez, four losses is in four a row. In a row. And, but you Jeff know what? Molina, Francisco. You would like to see him fight again, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. I would because so, you know when you talk about fighters that <clears throat> that leave it all out there. I mean, he's proof right there. He leaves it all out oh, there. Yeah. Yep. He left it all out there. He just he you got you got to learn how to fight smart. He must have been training with Michael Chandler. Um, <clears throat> just no, no, no idea how to conserve energy. <laughs> no. Understanding when, uh, but no. It, overall, like I mean, he he's he's a very fun fighter to watch. But CJ man, tip my hat to you. Great job tonight. Yep. And uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap up our UFC talk. And um, and John, if you're gonna rate that card, what are you gonna rate it? Four and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right. I mean, the Vegara CJ Vegara fight really saved the card. Yes, so it I'm did. Gonna go, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go three and a half. Oh the, man, the fight was okay. bad. The, the card was bad, man. Well, you know, and and it didn't help that the 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 judging wasn't great. It didn't no. help. <clears throat> but hey go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in subscribe to our channel there we do what we take our fan questions there we do live shows there and we want to thank you guys for continuing to support us like i said john and i've joined with them along with other athletes we're pushing more athletes there we're also the the go-between to try to get 
more of our top uh, MMA athletes and combat sport athletes, whether you're boxing, kickboxing, uh, or MMA. We're trying to get them onto the platform to help change a little bit of the narrative and make it more focused around techniques and ways for fighters to make money on the offseason when they're not training for they're not training for fights, showing their techniques, letting their fans get closer to them. Um, you know, sometimes at a price, sometimes not. But whatever it is that the fighters want to do or willing to do to uh, show you guys whatever techniques that work best for them inside the cage or inside the ring or whatever, that's kind of what we're here to help bridge that gap. We are the very first podcast that they have ever sponsored or worked with. And uh, we've signed a year-long deal with them. And uh, we're looking to really try to make a push to get more podcasts on there, more MMA podcasts on there, more athletes on there. We're trying to make this push to really help them grow in terms of the sports industry. So they've created a whole sports department shaped around and based around uh, our weighing in podcast. So we're going to try to support them as much as we possibly can. And they are supporting us. And our job is to help get athletes there. Go to way- go to <clears throat> OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. All right, John. What else we got to talk about Very there, well. podcast, Dave? Very well, John. Are you job. sure you can talk? No, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> it's like a little... <clears throat> I don't know, it's weird. You're, you're wanting to sound tough. Pirate. You're a pirate. Well, I got to uh, get that. I, gotta, I, was, I was looking at the Cowboy Cerrone video here, I and I was trying that. to get that, that old grimy voice you know, that those cowboys have. <laughs> Yeah, so, get the uh, Don Fry voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get it real deep there. He's so funny. Yeah, perhaps the most special moment from the weekend, uh, Cowboys were going to be announced as inducted into the Hall of Fame. There was never, you know, never a doubt about this. Absolutely well deserved. I mean, I love the fact they brought his family. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. He did not know that. You, you look at his two boys there. Obviously, Mama dresses them well. They. They look fantastic with their cowboy hats on and boots and stuff. But, you know, when you're taking a what did Cowboy have, what, 38, 38 fights in the UFC? Some ridiculous How many number. fights did he have in the WEC? Because that really, when you th- if you look at it, man. Yeah. Because he had to have 15 fights in the WEC, didn't he? I don't go know. Through and just count them real quick. Go through there. Let me see real quick. Yes, see. So we got um, two, four, six, eight. 10, 10 WEC. 10 Jeez. in the WEC. Yeah, so really, you could almost slice it in there. Two, four, six, eight, ten, He's fought five, everybody. 14, oh, my God. Look at way down there. Just everybody. Doesn't count. I mean, he's got 40, 40 plus fights in the UFC. Jesus. Jeez. 40, 38, I believe. 38 fights total in the UFC. Because he wasn't he tied with Jim Miller for a little bit. I think that was like thirty. Wasn't that thirty five, thirty six fights or something? Uh, That was his last fight. So whatever his last fight was, I think that was the that was tied for the most wins. John, was that the most wins? Yeah, that was tied for the most wins. Yep, because Jim ended up having that because they fought. That's right. Fight ended up being the yeah. Yep. Well, whatever he has, it's a shitload. Let's just say that. I mean, just to talk about him getting into the Hall of Fame and to talk about all the people that he has fought. I mean, he's fought. I mean, the most recent ones, obviously, Connor, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis, Tony yeah, Ferguson. He fought okay, Leon Edwards. Just fought- do this. Let's look at if you're gonna you're gonna look at go go to the top. Go, go, I was counting. Go to the top. Oh, you're counting? Okay, you can yeah, count as I'm doing this. No. 
So no. <laughs> I said <Come> no. <laughs> Come on, bro. John's counting right that, there. <laughs> now go. I got five cha- five people that have either won interim or undisputed titles so far. Mm-hmm. Keep on going. Right. Go Elian Edwards. Yeah, I'll stop right here. Jeez. I'm looking at these guys. Keep going. Okay, okay. Steven <sighs> Nick's page right here. Eddie Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez Jim Miller, Barboza. Keep going. All right, then. Let's see. I'm going to pull the next page right here. There you go. I hope he's not counting losses, Josh. <laughs> Keep going. All right. Okay, the most awkward podcast ever with 10 minutes okay. in between. All right, but basically, you know, I'm looking at it with somewhere in the area of 16 people. That were either a WEC champion, a UFC champion, that he fought. It's pretty yeah. goddamn impressive. <clears throat> yeah. Scroll all the way back down towards the bottom there, Dave. I mean, when I look at, like, we're, we're going to do this little list here, but where do you a want lot, to start? A, a lot. Yeah, just like right where the UF, WC starts. <clears throat> you know, you've got like Danny Castillo, who's been around for a long time, Rob McCullough, who I trained with, Jamie Varner. Who was the champ? Robacola was the champ. James Krause. I mean, Benson Henderson twice within three fights. Yep. You got Jamie Varner again. Chris Hordecki. I mean, like, Wagner Rocha. I mean, scroll more up. Scroll up more, please. And, I mean, you just got... The list goes on and on. Just top level. Nate Diaz. Jeremy Stevens. I mean, these guys were all top level for a long time. Anthony Pettis. Dos Anjos. I mean, Evan Dunham doesn't get enough respect. He was so no, good Evan when he was younger. Some bitch. He was a t- he was so crafty, so good on the ground. All of these things. Jim Miller, Edson Barboza, Adriano Martinez, or Martins, or whatever. How you, I think it's Martinez. Martins. Martins. Okay, Jim Miller again. Martins. Yeah, you go. Go keep going all the way up. I mean, you continue to keep going. I mean, he's but then a lot of his fights, he also in a in a position there where he just realized, I don't want to fight at fifty five all the time. So he started fighting guys at one seventy. Yeah. Because his body frame would allow it. I mean, you know, Matt Brown. I remember that knockout. That was a nasty, nasty knockout of Matt Brown. Um, yep. You know, he fought Rick Story. That was a great combination. Oh, what a, he hit him with what a three four, piece. Four, three or four punch piece combination. Of, four piece and a dessert. Yep. Patrick I mean, Cote. Jesus. Alex Oliveira, the cowboy kid, man. That kid was, he was just a dog. He was someone who just would fight out everything. Darren Till, Robbie Lawler, George Mosvidal. I mean, those all that list right there. Those three guys: George Masvidal, Robbie Lawler, and Darren Till. Yeah, yep. Hell, hard pass, bro. I'm not trying to fight those big <laughs> ass guys. Hard pass. Darren Darren Till fights at 185 now. You know what I mean? Like, and he could probably end up fighting at 205. He's just a big guy. And then you know he got into the he, you know he beat up Mike Perry. Um, you know then he beat uh, Alexander Hernandez. He beat Ali Quinta. Then he ran out, you know, he ran out of luck, you know, with the with the rest of the guys, but that were kind of coming into their own as he was getting older with Tony Ferguson, Gaethje, McGregor, Pettis. You know, Pettis kind of a little bit more on the downhill too at that time. But I mean, it just they they it, he has done so much in the sport. He's fought everyone. He's never ducked anybody. Yep. He is taking fights on two weeks' notice against fucking nasty, nasty fighters and come out victorious. He yeah. is a phenomenal fighter. I remember his fight with, um, God, Melvin Gillard. 
Oh my god! Where I thought Melvin was gonna kick his ass, like because he was hitting him with some big shots early in that fight, and I think he sat him down. I think he sat Cowboy to his butt, right? And then Cowboy yeah. got back to his feet and just basically hid the hand, hid the hid the the kick behind hit, the hands, kick behind the hands, and knocked him the fuck out. I was like, oh, I mean. I was kind of where I kind of like where I kind of stole the idea of throwing the the punch combination low and then throwing the head kick high for Nate. But like it was, I started doing that little thing that he did and that like where you kind of like knock the hand down and then throw the same leg, same side head kick. It was beautifully done, beautifully done against Melvin Gillard. And I was like, Oh, that's good. That's crafty. And I started doing it in the gym and started having success with him. Like, Oh, I mean a lot of, a lot of things that a lot of fighters, if you watch them carefully, you even if you're a fi- especially if you're a fighter, like still their stuff, oh. like still their techniques. Absolutely, I don't, I don't understand everything you can. I know I don't understand. Like I, I, I have still don't have no concept of why females right now aren't kicking the calf. I haven't seen. I haven't seen hardly any females calf kick. Like, do they just think because like oh like. It's a guy thing. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. It's a guy thing. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't. I don't understand it. I, I'm like, you know, little things, and then you know, like with the they have a ladies' agreement. No calf kicks. Those hurt. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You, but you never. I never see them calf kick. I see them still kicking the upper part of the thigh. I'm like, what are you doing? Like the game. The game's changed a lot since the calf kicks come around. You know, and uh, one of the first guys to do the calf kick who doesn't get enough credit for it was George Mazzotto. And you go back in the old days and strike force. I think before that, he he always used to kick the calf. I remember watching him sweep Gilbert Melendez a couple of times with that calf kick and sat him to his butt. I mean, Mazadal was doing that shit a long time ago, kicking low, like right above the ankle. I was like, oh, this is nice. Very nice. Um, But in terms of Cowboy Cerrone, phenomenal person, uh, just a dog inside the cage, not only just the dog, but just you you could tell that he loved what he was doing. It, you know, except, lot, lot of, except when his fight was coming up. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> I, I that's never what saw I've heard. Guy. Oh, it was he was I, I, it the very first time that I refed him, you know, I'd I'd watched him multiple times throughout WEC career and everything, right? And uh I go in the back to talk to him, right? And I'm thinking this is a dude that loves to fight, so this this is gonna mm-hmm. be fun, right? And he is, he's like Paul Buentello, man. He's, he's like, oh, why am I here? Oh, what am I doing? Why, why do I do this? What? And you know, it's like, are, are you being serious? Right? Yeah. And I kind of look at, I kind of look at Greg Jackson. He goes, he always does it. Don't worry about it. Right. And it's like, you know, he, every time I went back there, he was doing the same thing. He's like, I hate doing this. And as soon as he started, you know, Warming up, things started to change for him. And then as he walked out, you know, I'm ready. And then as, as soon as the fight ended, I want another fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you look, you go, that's not the guy I was talking no. to in the back about an hour ago. Because you you did not want to be here, you said, right? So it, he was a unique individual. But, man, he he always put on performances. He gave the best that he had. And that's what, I, that's what I'll remember about yeah. him is that he would take on anybody. He never backed down. And he always gave it what he had. Yeah. Mike Van Arzo was the same way. He fucking hated fighting. Well, see, now Mike actually hated it. <laughs> yeah, he was a wreck in the back. Oh, yeah. He was a wreck. Yeah. There's all kinds, man. All kinds. Well, 
Well, very well deserved um, Hall of Fame entry for Cowboys. Congratulations. Congratulations. To well you. deserved. Congrats. Next, what else you got for us, Dave? All right, let's take a look at um, this clip that John actually had oh, replied to someone on Twitter saying that he just said, you know, his opinion on it. Um, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to elaborate there. John, it's from Fury FC the night before UFC San Antonio. This was also in San Antonio. Um, here, I'll play the clip real quick. And then, okay. um, and then I don't know if I can play this in the podcast. It might be copyright, but it is on Twitter. So um, I'll, I'll try and get on there. All right, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> throws the triangle on boom locks it in now especially when you get to that angle you know it's tight if you're the referee that angle you got problems now he takes him off his legs and he's out what are you looking right at there he's out he's already out he's out john i want to know what out. the fuck he is looking at he's looking at someone who's out I, I don't understand. Right there, his body's now, he, convulsing. That's how he. That's how long he's been out. His absolutely. body's convulsing. That's right. That's what the jerking is. Now the guy switches to an armbar. He's out. He's out. He's unconscious, but the armbar wakes him up because the joke's been off, and now he's back. But his arm's getting dislocated, and I'm not going to touch it because God knows, I don't realize that I I can stop it when his arm's dislocated. So now he's got a tap. He actually tapped after being choked out and having his elbow popped. That's when that referee stopped it. Again, you take a look and you go, who are you putting in that cage? If they don't know what they're looking at, what are you thinking? Here, here's the other part that I found out from this fight. The corner yes. was screaming Colin Oyama. Screaming at the freaking inspector to stop the fight. I want the fight stopped. Stop the fight. Stop the fight. My guy's out. Stop the fight. Inspector tells him, shut up. Stay down. Doesn't stop the fight. He throws a water bottle. He doesn't have a towel. Throws a water bottle into the thing. They I didn't stop the, the fight. I would have oh, jumped dude. the fence and I would have kicked the I would have jumped the fence and I, the first ass. person I would have run over is that freaking referee. I would have kicked you know? his ass. If that was my fight, I would have jumped the fence and beat the fuck out of him right there on the spot. Now, this is okay, but this is where. No, and see, John, now I'll be this the, is making I'm me the bad guy right now. This is making oh, me I'm gonna, fucking I'm, heated. I'm going to be the bad guy because, you know, oh, I should never have said this. If you are part of that commission, that referee should not be part of MMA right now at all. He needs training. If you want to keep him around, good. Keep him around. He shouldn't be in there with fighters because he is a detriment to their safety. He is someone that doesn't know what he's looking at, and that could happen in the next fight, and he's going to screw up again because he doesn't know what to look for. That, and then all I put when someone put it to me in is I just watched it and I went, oh, my God, absolutely horrible. And it's, it's a travesty that a fighter is put through that based upon the incompetence of an official put in there by a regulatory body that should be putting people that know what they're looking at. Horrible. That, that his body, when he was in the triangle, he was in the triangle for so long. Yeah, it's convulsing. His, his body was convulsing. Because spasming was, based upon. Yeah, him. spasming because he'd been out for so long, for too long. Yep. 
That's right. And I'm going to be a little bit, I'm, I'm going to blame the ref 100%. I'm going to blame the corner commissioner. Another probably ninety eight hundred percent. No, that's 100%. 100%. You have when, you have, when your corner who, know, who knows you, the yeah. fighter more than the trainer, Josh? Yeah, nobody. The, maybe the wife. <laughs> that's you know, and but then on top of that though, a little bit to the fighter, to the other fighter, to his opponent. Like you knew he was out. Like how did you, you know you know these things? You can feel it. Yeah, you can feel their body go limp. I I like yep. I'm sorry, but I mean, this to me at the end of the day is a fucking sport. It's no more than a sport. And I, I know I, I say this a lot is in 10 years, no one's going to remember my name. No one's going to remember, you know, really the, the things that you really did in the sport. They'll remember one or two things about you, but they're not really talking about it. No, no one's really. And I don't I don't never want to see somebody get hurt like this in this situation. There may be long. There might be lasting effects from him being choked out for that 40 seconds. And not only that, but then his arm. His arm is for sure. Got, effects on that elbow. Absolutely. Absolutely there will be. You know, um, I, I I kid you not. Had that been one of my friends or somebody that I had trained with, I would have jumped the fence and kicked the ref right in the fucking head. <laughs> it, w- it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have even been. It wouldn't have, I wouldn't even have thought about that. I would have jumped the fence, kicked the ref, and kicked the fighter off of him. I, yeah. I just... I it it made me so mad. I'm watching that on Twitter the other yesterday, and I was getting I was getting sick to my stomach. It's like, what are you it. looking at? Stop the fight! You could see from the angle that I could see, I could see the fucking guy was out. No, and shit. the ref is like, oh, got his hands on his knees, like looking, like as if he's really trying to look and see. What are you looking at? The guy is out. There's no struggle oh, yeah. in his face. There was no struggle in his face. No, that's wasn't because struggling. he's unconscious. He's asleep. I couldn't believe it. And then even when he switched to the arm bar, his oh, feet man. weren't moving. His body was no, limp. But, but you'll finally see him come back because his yes. knees, his feet come up and his his feet go to the ground. His knees are bent and he's back because he's feeling pain. You know, it's crazy. It's if just I'm that fighter, nuts. but if I'm that fighter, though, I really considered possibly suing the state. I'm being honest. All right. You know, because I'm being, I, you I'm, are there to protect the fight. That's what the so-called the athletic commissions are supposed to be there for. No, they're not. No, you're right. Health and safety of the fighters. Health supposedly. and safety. And yeah. if you're putting somebody in there that is that <clears throat> remiss, how's that? Is that nice enough? If that remiss in their responsibilities and knowing what to be looking for. That's stupid. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll. I was trying to be kind. No, for once. I'm not. This Please. is like this is this is a serious thing. This is not. not I'm not no, trying to totally sugarcoat someone's feelings. If you are in that position where the the commission puts somebody that is lacking in the knowledge and ability to to actually do their job, and that affects your health and safety, I think you should be able to sue them. I think. I think they should. I think whoever that fighter is, it's Colin Oyama's. And, and then on top of that. You have a you have a freaking inspector that won't stop the fight when I'm the trainer and I'm telling you stop the fight. Crazy. Sue I would sue the nope. state. I would sue the commission and the state for that. Whatever. And I know that I know that the promotion has insurance because they have to have insurance to have a commission backed um, has promotion. Nothing to do with the promotion. I, exactly. I, I mean, promotion is not to blame here. You don't know what life like brain damage. You don't know what he they could like. 
down the line, what could potentially happen? You don't know. Because he was choked unconscious for so long and the ref had no clue what he was doing. No clue. Well, well, it was I know almost he's got an as arm if that's he was, not going to work for a while. Yeah, it's not definitely not going to work for a while. But the ref, he was in there. I, I kid you not, John. This reminds me of, I remember back in the day when we would have these fights at the fairgrounds and like the there would be no ref. And so like yeah. someone from a local gym would jump in and they had no, no fucking clue what they're doing. But at least they knew when someone was choked out. You thought. At least they knew when like someone's yeah. arm was about to be broken because they trained because it was a guy from the local gym that trained jujitsu. But I mean, I remember I recall several times the guys that didn't have didn't really know what they were doing being out there trying to ref. And it's not an easy job. I'm not saying it is. But this there was no struggle in his face. The angle I had the same exact angle that that ref had and that ref was oh, like yeah. down on his knees no or down with his hands on his there's knees. No excuse. Acting as no if like he knew what he was looking at or he was looking really intensely at something. What were you looking at? The kid was fucking asleep. I just I was so mad watching this on on Twitter yesterday. I wanted to jump through and fucking grab the ref by the back of the neck and just beat him to death. It was so upsetting, so upsetting. But if I'm that fighter, it should never happen in our. Yeah, it sport. should never happen. And I, I I believe I I would think that he'd have a really good case to sue the state for just the incompetence of that ref and the commissioner who didn't stop the fight. After the corner's telling you, stop the fight. That is your job, by the way. If I turn to the commissioner, because they tell you, don't throw the towel in. Let yeah. me know. Tell me you want to stop the fight, and I'll tell the ref inside the cage to stop the fight. Right. That, but what are you doing? Like, oh, Texas. Oh, help is coming. Help is coming, my friend. I'll be there soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it, baby. Mm. So far, right. crazy. Okay, next. From one frustrating <laughs> event to another, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about this one. Um, Kobe Covington had made some comments. We talked about um, some other stuff last week with the um, uh, with Kobe getting the next title shot and all that kind of stuff. Um, as part of kind of that um, on on this on the side, he made a comments towards John Anik. I'll read a comment off to you guys. I'll let you guys respond. Um, Kobe had said. Uh, you know, it's hanging out and associating with that racist talking about Bilal, John Anik. John Anik, you know, supports that racism. He's supposed to be impartial. He's supposed to have that headset. He's supposed to be an interviewer. He's supposed to remain impartial. You want to be a cheerleader? Put down the headset, pick up the pom poms, and go on the side and be a cheerleader. And John Anik, dude, I don't want your kids to grow up without a dad. Just realize you live in Boca Raton. I live in Miami. MFR, you're not too far from me, so you better shut your effing mouth. You poke the bear, now you, now you get the bear comes. Uh, now you get the bear comes after you. I think that's a mistake on someone's part, but you get the point. Yeah, <laughs> let me. I guess let me be honest. Colby Covington, you'll do nothing. <laughs> you'll do nothing. Okay, like, thank you. We already like you're you're. It's it's a bit. It's a bit and like I would take this more serious if it was Masvidal or Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz. I'd take it more serious. This is Colby Covington. Like <laughs> it reminds me of fucking the the guy that uh, Eminem used to make fun of on Eight Mile. Your your real name's Clarence. <laughs> like it's just, bro. You, like you, you probably grew up in a good family, whatever it was. I don't even know anything about Colby, but I'm simply saying, like, dude, you'll do nothing. You're you're the guy. You just speak. You speak like this. You say stupid shit. 
It's a bit. It's like his bit. And then he's not. He ain't. He, he ain't trying to fight nobody out in the street. He ain't driving up there to try and find John Anik. He ain't doing that. So I, I, I know it's. It is. You are threatening somebody publicly, which is very stupid. Isn't isn't this the guy that is now basically sued two different fighters mm. because they supposedly went after him? It's so funny. He's weak. <laughs> did any? Did any? First off, he's got the he's he had the whole thing with Masvidal. If that's gone, whatever. But supposedly there's a civil suit still. There's not a criminal, but there is a civil. Mm. And did he not try to sue Fabricio Verdum when Verdum kind of went after him, saying really? And he was backing away from him the whole time. I think I think Verdum threw a freaking one a, a a boomerang. A boomerang, yeah. Did he throw That's a boomerang so kind of at him? Right. That's great. And you look and you go, and you're going to be the guy putting out threats to a guy that he's just doing his job. He's the commentator, and he's a great commentator. And you're going to sit there and talk about the guy's kids, and that you're going to fuck him up. Stop. So Stop. The, You're sounding ridiculous. Well, yeah. well, John, you know, he's basically been told apparently that he's getting the next title shot. But, I mean, I want to throw a little wrench in there. Let's be honest. If George Masvidal beats Burns, I wouldn't be surprised if Masvidal gets the shot at Leon because they had they that beef in the back. Story. They have yeah, a built-in built story, story that's a lot more marketable than and the Kobe fight against Leon. you know Leon wants Leon. that fight. Oh, yeah, he does. That that's that's kind of a that is a bigger money fight than the Colby fight. Masvidal and Leon because the built-in story is already there, and they're both stand-up fighters. They're both going to stand. Yep, you know, Leon stand will probably there. threaten some takedowns here and there. I don't think George is going to threaten takedowns. He'll stand. But that I think if you're the UFC, you're probably leaning more towards that fight than you are um, the Colby Covington and Leon Edwards fight right now. I think they're throwing the Leon thing out there right now. But if Burns doesn't beat. Masvidal, Masvidal wins. I wouldn't be surprised if Masvidal gets that. I wouldn't fight. be surprised either. And then I wonder what kind of backlash we're going to hear. Maybe we'll see Bilal and, and Colby fight. Then we should. We'll see. We I should think see if, Bilal if you're going to, if you're going if Masvidal wins and he fights Leon, that's going to put Colby out some time. I think you have Bilal and Colby on that same card. So if somebody falls off, then sure, one of them can go in as yeah. the backup. Absolutely. But then you'll have them both on the same card. It makes yep. sense. Look at me over here. I should be a matchmaker also. Look at you. It's almost like you're in mean, this business. I'll, I'll be taking over Texas Commission here soon, and then <laughs> I'll be trying to get my own matchmaker. I'll be down there with Mick Maynard down there. He, I think Mick's in uh, Houston, isn't he? He used to I be. Mi- I don't think he I is I think now. he is. Oh, you don't think so? I think, he, I, don't think, I don't think he lives in Vegas. Really? No, I think, he, I think he's remote. He can do yeah, his yeah, job yeah. from anywhere. Yeah, he can. Yeah, that's I never understood that. Yeah, matchmaker, you don't need to be there. <laughs> like you can fly in if you need to see talent. Like if you need to go to a gym and stuff and check out if there's new guys you're trying to sign or something, you can see. But yeah, and I'm sure he spends a lot of time in Vegas, anyways. No need to live there. Um, but I think it's very immature. But like, uh, like Connor said, you'll do nothing. <laughs> you'll. You'll do nothing. You'll do nothing. All right, Not next. All right. Um, let's look at this one here. Paulo Costa's manager saying that he is the highest paid fighter from Brazil with his new UFC contract at a million dollars a fight, apparently. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I hope it's him. true. I hope it's true. Good on him. I mean, well, Costa with... said he hasn't signed a contract yet, but well, um, then, then 
He says, yeah, I haven't seen the right. contract yet, but we, we did reach a deal regarding pay. It wasn't easy. It was a lot of hard work. Um, and he has to highlight Tamara's brilliant work. The manager. Right. Um, so let's be honest. Like, he's making a million dollars a fight. Great for him. I'm happy for him. Okay. Okay. But he's going to pay the international tax right off the top. And then his tr- then his coaches are going to take their percentage. He's making so half. So the manager who just got that great deal. Yep. He's going to make half. Yeah. So. But he has seen this, he's doing the Chimaya fight. He wants the Chimaya. I like the Chimaya fight is what he's working on. So. I think that's a great fight for him because he's not easy to take down. And he's got power in his hands. He's just got to come in shape. I think that's yep. a great fight for him. You know? And he'll push and Chimaya. Strickland as well. Yeah, he'll push Chimaya. So he wants that Strickland fight for sure. <laughs> He wants that fight. fight. That's I think that's a great fight. fight. It is the two of them. I'd love to see that one. As long as he doesn't drink wine the night before, we'll be fine. (laughs) I'm excited for him. You know, I really enjoy watching him fight. I was hoping there was a chance that he would leave because I would have loved to have him shoot a shot into our middleweight division. But uh, he's he's fantastic, man. I just I wish he would fight more. He was doing a, he was on a, a run where he was fighting all the time. He was then and then when he lost the the title the shot, Izzy fight, the yeah. Izzy fight, and he didn't look good. It was almost like he just took some time, like almost like ah, okay, all right, let me rebuild. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It was kind of like I got to the top, but didn't get it done. Now I'm going to move on. Like he was lost. Yep. And um, you know, he was still on a shitty contract though. To be honest, like he wasn't making a lot of money, and so that that also. I think him him signing this big contract right here, that might give him a little shot in the arm. Fire, fire a little, yeah, a little fire under his ass. Yeah. Uh, in terms of him being the most highly paid, uh, maybe in the UFC, but I mean, I know Chris Cyborg makes more than a million dollars a fight. So, huh. <laughs> you know, I like good. she's she's nasty. She's good. You know, like she's she's got a long legacy of making really good money. You know, for a female fighter, especially deserves being, it. For, in the sport. She absolutely deserves it. Absolutely yeah. deserves it. Yeah. You know, she's helped pave the way for so many oh young females to come along. I mean, her, Marlos Kunin, and Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, those four girls. I mean, I know we got into the Jennifer Howe and the Julie yeah. Ketsy. And remember, G- the, man, G- all Gina school. Carano belongs in that list. G- absolutely. Absolutely. Gina was the face, the first face. Chris yeah. was the Chris was the villain. Yeah. And. The villain that beat the face, and then there was Ronda and stuff. But yeah, wow, how things have changed. Gina's now the villain across Twitter, and um, <laughs> and now uh, now Cyborg. That's okay, is, Gina. You can be the villain. I still like. Yeah, her. she's a sweetheart, man. She's one of my she's favorite people. She's awesome. All right, next. All right, we'll wrap up on where is it uh, over here. Uh, well, one guy is signing his new contract. One guy is talking about ending his contract when mm-hmm. it ends, and he's talking about retirement. Dos Anjos says seven more fights with the UFC at 170, and after that, he plans on calling it. Okay, that's after seven it. fights. You're talking multiple years here. That's four more years. Yeah. <laughs> that's, th- that's three <laughs> years. Like, four, oh, four years. I'm looking to finish my contract. Mm-hmm. It says contact. In order to but finish I'm all sure seven it's contract. But... Seven more fights is going to take a while. Yeah. That's a long time. Even if he fights three fights in a year, which is very rare, which is very, especially at his age, he's not fighting three two and a half years. Year. That's two and a half years. Yeah. So I don't, I think he'll be fighting two. I don't even know if he'll get past. He's 38. I give him another year and a half. And I really wonder what, I wonder how much money he's making. Cause that'll dictate on how, on what level of competition they're going to match him up against. 
That's right. You know, if you're making a lot of money, like look at Paulo Costa. If you sign up for a million dollars a fight, you're fighting whoever the fuck we want you to fight. I don't want to hear like, oh man. Yeah, I don't want to hear, oh, but maybe next fight. No, no, no. You're fighting them right now. Okay. If I tell you in two weeks, that means two weeks. (laughs) That's what it means. There's none of this other shit. That's what comes with the big pay. Mm -hmm. It does. Uh, but good on him, man. I mean, the fact that he's still doing it at 38, and he looks good. He's he's kind of doing the, uh, or Holly Holmes kind of doing the 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 way that he's doing it. Like she make the adjustment to wrestle and clinch and grapple a little bit more. And and Dos Anjos RDA has been doing the mixing, like capitalizing on your weaknesses, making well, sure that I'm he's, not fighting he's, your strength. He's doing he's doing the full thing because he started off pure jujitsu guy. Yeah. Then. He, Got really good with his stand-up. His stand-up was clean. He had you know, mm-hmm. power and really liked to be in the stand-up. And he's gone back now to being, I think I'm going to use a lot of my grappling. And again, keeps you from being hurt. It's called smart. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Good on him. Hey, Dave, I sent you this video. I want to end it on a funny note, but not really on a funny note. But a fun- The video is in the news section. John, I want you to rate this knockout. <laughs> it's so damn good. It's so good, John. Oh, I got it man. coming up right now. What's that? I said I got it loading up right now. Okay. Josh and his TikTok. Um, I love it. I love it. I don't have TikTok. But it is funny. TikTok. It is. Look at this, John. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Look at that. Dude, I think it's in slow motion. I know, but I wonder if their friends just goofing around. I think they're goofing around, yeah. Come yeah, because the, the, the guy's smiling. He's the, jumping around like, ha I know, but the guy is smiling when he gets kicked. Like, look at him. He's like laughing. Look at his face. And it, oh. Yeah. Gosh. It just hits him right up under He's the chin, dude. out cold. Out ah, cold. He is out cold. Oh, I'm <laughs> He goes down like. Dave, if you were ever to knock me out, it'd have to be with something like that where we were goofing around <laughs> and I just didn't know what was going on. Like, okay, boom. No, the best part, if you watch it, watch the guy who's throwing the kick. Look at he's not even he's not even looking. I know he's not. Look at his head. <laughs> his head's one direction, his eyes are going in the one direction, his foot's over there, and it just hits perfect. I wonder <laughs> it. it is there I any sound it. of that, Dave? Is it because you want to put like the sound that goes what the like something? Like, uh, you you <laughs> want to go da dong da dong da dong? Oh no, it's not. I'm no sure sound. going to get kicked off. Oh, yeah, that'll get kicked off. Yeah, right. that's so damn that's funny. funny. That is funny. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. Oh, at least his head fell in the bushes. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, at least his, his head, head fell in the, the bush, and yeah, he didn't get, crack his head open off the concrete. Oh man, but he was out. All right, guys. Well, hey, go to go to WayneAirMerch.com, hoodies, sweaters, sweatshirts, and everything available on there. Also, OnlyFans. Can't get away from this. Dot com slash Wayne in. Head on over there. Subscribe to us. It is free. Doesn't cost you anything. We take our fan questions from there, and John and I doing some live shows over there. We had a good one the other day. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It was our first one that we've done on there, and it was to be honest without lightning. Without lightning, yes. And it was nice to see. Like the fan questions come in and us doing it, answering them live and us talking and having conversations with people saying, you know, being appreciative and being thankful for us, uh, talking directly to them. And it was awesome. We had a great time, man. We, we did it for about 30, 40 minutes uh, the other day and we'll be doing it more often. So I'm looking forward to it. Yep. You know, we were talking about doing um, 
live for the main event tonight. And I got to be honest, I'm glad we didn't. didn't. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Well, hold on. Yeah, and it's this is it is no fault, (sighs) no fault of the UFC. Bellator has had fights where I go, this could be a great fight. Turns out to be, yeah, what happened? And this one was one of those, ah, what happened? It could have been so good. It just didn't end up that way. Just John, happened. I said this exact thing. I said this exact thing. Remember when we were talking about um, uh, Tofik Mosayev and Alexander Shabli for Bellator last show yeah, in San Jose? Exactly. I expected it to be knockdown, drag out. No. Fireworks. You got a little bit of what we got tonight. And I said, when you have two guys that are so good on the feet, that are good kickboxers or good boxers, whatever it is, good stand-up fighters, they tend to kind of like cancel each other out, but they, they really pick and choose their moments and their opportunities yeah, to let it go. Because they realize, oh, this guy's dangerous. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. you got to be careful. And it's kind of what we saw tonight, I think, a little bit from yeah, Chito and from, from Corey. Oh. Sorry, guys. It's been a long Man. day. Long day. Soccer games, lacrosse games, early ones too, by the way. Uh, but, hey, I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And... um John and I are traveling next week. We got Bellator next week in Temecula, California. When do you yeah. leave? When do you leave? Monday. Okay. Monday morning or Monday? Monday morning. All right. Gotta okay. Go see my dad. Gotta go uh, see my dad. Go see Pops. John, Tell take us friend. away, bud. Everybody out there, check us out on t- our Tuesday, Wednesday show that's going to come up. We're going to be talking about all of the fights that are going to be coming up, and there's some good ones. So we'll give you a little preview on that. I think we're going to actually start maybe kind of doing some, eh, let's, should we start doing some things where we actually start saying, okay, in a main card, we're going to pick our winners. I think we should. No, we probably should. I think we should. Yeah. So then more people could see how, how, how often I'm normally right. I want more people to see that. (laughs) There you go. Okay. So we'll see how often Josh is normally right. Yes, normally. All right. For everyone out there, thanks for (laughs) tuning in, and we're going to see you.